Zeleni and Cameron's High Key Book Club. Ta yeah. <laughs> so you want to tell them what the what the topic is, even though they already saw the title, probably. <laughs> no, I don't want to tell them. Because they already saw the title. Okay. So you know, I mean, if you just happen to be. You know, hearing this in the background of your local coffee shop, then, uh, and you weren't able to read the title, then it's it's Coco. It's Coco. Coco. This is our first movie that is new. Like it's true, right? Well, well no, well, no, whatever. Mind. We did Stranger Things too. We did well, but that's different. I mean, this is like a new theatrical release. You know, taking yeah. it back to more traditional form of media, not this Netflix stuff. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we went to go see Disney and Pixar's Coco. Uh, Coco. And it was awesome. But but this is like, this was brand new to both of us. And we're a little late to the Coco party because, well, I don't like it. There was kids. a Coco party? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Nobody told me there was a Coco party. <laughs> well, because you're not on Twitter and stuff. But <laughs> I didn't want to see that many kids around when it opened and all For that. For sure. And that's why I stayed away. I knew, and everyone was saying it was so good, and it was amazing. And I believed them, and I wanted to see it, but I, I didn't want to see all the kids. So we had, like, a few, a small amount of kids in our theater, but they were chill. It was hard to tell if they were kids or just adults that sounded like kids. No. I know I definitely sounded like a kid at certain points. Well, yeah, but, no, there was definitely a couple kids in the back. Mm. It was a good crowd, you know. I was actually really impressed with the crowd. It was yeah. a very lively bunch of people, and <laughs> it was also a very small theater. Like we were so surprised. Yeah. We got. It we got felt in, like the home theater. It well, like a, it did. Like that rich friend I was talking about. Oh yeah. She. That's how it felt. Very few seats. I was absolutely. I was really surprised at how few seats there were. But it's nice because it makes me think about the different like phases of a movie that are in terms of their their window of being open for. Mm -hmm. And so this movie is probably in its like what? Geez, this is like its sixth week. Yeah, probably since or so. Thanksgiving. Yeah, since Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, did it come out that week? Yeah. Well, then though, no, this is like its third or fourth. Fourth. Like it's fourth mm. week, yeah. Yeah, like I was kind of annoyed Going that fifth. I was getting, I was annoyed that it didn't come out like Halloween instead, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, just for thematic purposes. Mm -hmm. Like it had to wait all the way to Thanksgiving, cause. Mm -hmm. But I get it. It was for the holiday crowd, so like they wanted to use the Thanksgiving. I'm sure it's more profitable. And also Disney has, they don't want to distract. I think from their major. Christmas release. What is that? What is it? May the thirst be with you. Oh, no, irrelevant. But uh, not irrelevant. <laughs> I think it's important to acknowledge that we have these two important holidays where people have a lot of free time and it's about family coming together and they have these two major blockbusters from the same from the same film company. I I don't want to take that as coincidence. No. It's just important to understand that this company has, like, a major dominance over... But, no, why would I... I didn't want to move Coco to Christmas. I want to move it up to 
Halloween and Day of the Dead. No, I agree. I mean, it's true. Maybe. But it's not a big crowd because people aren't off and all that. Right. On vacation. Whatever. Like. I get it, but it would have been so cool at that time. It's true. I would have been used more it, though. They, to see I think it. that they capitalized, like, advertising-wise, like, being able to capture on the energy the moment of people interested in some in, a, in the holiday dia de los muertos and mm. surrounding that and so they i mean i noticed this like nice big market push around that time i felt yeah. like no like, it was well marketed i think well it was interesting how so zeleni she has a roku tv and i otherwise wouldn't experience a roku and i remember <laughs> one of the first times i ever saw it it had the entire interface splashed with an advert for Coco. That's true. I remember that. Yeah. And that got me... That was, like, the first thing that really primed my interest in it. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just so beautiful, too. Like, it's very eye-catching and all the ads and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, it's very, like... Fan- fantastical. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I felt like it was in a lot of places and people liked to look at it. And it resonated a lot with Hispanics because it's, it's pretty much the first time we're represented in Disney. Like, in mainstream Disney. For sure. For sure. Like, there's no Hispanic princess. And I think that's the only race not represented in the official Disney princess registry. Which is, like, a very set amount, an exact, like, registry of what's considered Disney Do you princess. think that there was a princess in Coco? No. No, no, this isn't our Disney princess moment. I'm still right. waiting for that moment. But this was Pixar's, mm-hmm. I feel like. Pixar's Hispanic tribute, and they did it so Pixar-y, and it was so cute. And, like, they did it right, hired a lot of consultants, I've heard. Mm. And I saw, I noticed in, like, all the names... In the credits, like, a lot of the directors and stuff and animators were Hispanic, too. Wow. And I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, what? That's... Well, just while we're here, I thought maybe, not to interrupt, but spoiler alert. Yeah. I, we haven't spoiled anything yet. We haven't. We're talking about... I'm about to, though, I feel like. Up. Yeah, that's fine. Got it. You can do the spoiler alert here. I have it. Oh, we didn't introduce <laughs> so ourselves. So checking it off on the list. What's that? Did we say our names? I don't think so. Um, I just, I introduced Selene and Cameron's. Okay, you got it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so spoiler alert. Now keep going. Well, on that note of the directors being represented mm-hmm. so much in the credits, remember we had this introduction video right before where I was like, spoiler oh. alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those the... like little trailers about Pixar and like how they made. Yeah, how it was made. live action though. It was like with the real right, it's people like, behind the scenes. Yeah, it's like. Very documentary style. Yeah. Just like, you know, this is rough, you know. Yeah. Just like a little tidbit about how they made us this certain scene in Coco. And it kind of gave away a very magnificent moment Mm. of the film. Mm -hmm. It's like the big Spirit Away moment. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That was rude of them to spoil it. I would have liked that clip at the end. Like, at the end is when you're like, oh, I want to see more. Like, what what went into all this? Yeah. I mean, that I was thinking that that thought immediately came to me when, like, you had mentioned it was, like, a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, if it was shown People at the end, say. they wouldn't stay to watch it. But, like... So it was like they wanted to make sure that they had a heartfelt thank you about you coming to... Because they did say thank you so much for coming in to see the movie. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to us because we really put a lot of work and effort into mm-hmm. it. And it definitely looks like it. And oh, Yeah feels like it Mm -hmm. yeah it was just a such a pixar take on 
Mexican culture and like I've never ever seen that yet before and I'm Mexican so no the Hispanic community had like such an amazing reaction to this movie mm-hmm. like I'm sure they have them to thank for most of their sales because people saw like people of all ages on my Facebook were sharing it which was weird like older guy cousins that are like macho or like aunts that are random and I think don't are superficial you know like everyone I knew that's Hispanic. Most people I know are Hispanic. Were like sharing it. Really? Yeah. Like it was a major word of mouth. Wow. Yeah, I mean, when your culture is so heavily represented, it's like that's unique. So that meant a lot to me, and I knew it would from the beginning, and that's why I said I wanted to cover it even before I saw it, because I knew I'd love it. Why wouldn't I? And I cried and everything. <laughs> Do you want to give a little summary? Oh. <laughs> a little summary. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, no, you, I you think ramble. I could do it. I think I can do it. <laughs> I think um, you, okay. So, Coco is about a... Too slow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> if you if you listen back to some of these, are there summaries that you... Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. My summaries are amazing. They're very succinct. They are. Yeah. They're good. Uh, they're, they're quick. So, I guess I have a reputation for being a little slow. Sorry. I'll try to speed it up for y'all. Please cut this out, Selene, if you're listening to this. <laughs> no. Go. So, start here. So, <laughs> Coco is about a young boy who is an aspiring musician. He that's his dream. He wants he loves music, wants to play music, but he can't because he has a family tradition of being a shoemaker. And, and um, hating music. Right. So they they set us up at the very beginning with a story. So I, and this is something I've noticed a lot that is the Disney Pixar. animated movie Especially like to Pixar. do? Yeah. yeah, they like to set us up in the beginning with some sort of like backstory. storyboard backstory that's really quick, over just like a minute or two, probably like a minute thirty seconds, mm-hmm. where they just give us the context that brings us up to where we are now and why these characters are motivated to make the choices that they are. So we see this entire family that, I guess for lack of better words, very conservative of the values of shoemaking that have been passed down generation from generation, all the way from the generation at the top of the family, which is the important generation in the world of the the dead mm-hmm. uh, that he ends up getting transported to. The summary is that... <laughs> I mean, you, you started it. He's an inspiring musician right. in his family. So he wants to play at the pavilion. He wants to play at a talent show, but his family won't allow him. And also, he's got a great... <laughs> he has a great-grandmother that's losing her memory. That's important to the whole thing, too. <laughs> no, you're... It's such a rich story. It's hard to summarize. <laughs> it I really can't is. do it. Too many details. So this <laughs> aspiring musician boy... Goes to the spirit world in a spirited away sort of fashion, but a lot more cute and Pixar-y rather than abstract and artsy. <laughs> spirited away. Yeah. It's a Miyazaki movie, Studio Ghibli. It's probably, it's the one that won the Oscar. That's right. See a future episode about it. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so he goes to the spirit world, meets like his ancestors, and lots of stuff happens where he's not sure where he, who his great-great-grandfather is, and there's confusion, and he thinks this guy is his dad that's famous, but also a murderer. De la Cruz? Yeah, Ernesto de la Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... But then is there somebody who who's like he's comparable to and he's like the yes, he's like the Mexican Elvis kind of No, it, he's like I I see it at him as Vicente Fernandez mm. who's way old now yeah. like 
like 70 or something, but back in his heyday. I don't know. He's a lot like him. I, I should play you some songs <laughs> and you'll recognize it. It's like the very, very same style and like type of man, like romantic, <laughs> like mariachi type. It'd be so perfect if we could play a little like clip <laughs> and kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll right. see. Copyright. But Vicent, listen to some Vicente Fernandez for... The, I feel like this wh who this guy is, like, parodying almost. But I don't... He's not a murderer. He, he's a good man. <laughs> but yeah, this guy's a murderer, but it turns out, luckily, the great-great-grandfather is the songwriter of Yeah, please don't listen song. to this if you haven't already seen it. We said spoiler this, alert. Okay. Good. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But, yeah, that was a, an amazing plot twist. Oh, my gosh. Heart-wrenching. Yeah. And so he comes back to the real world and, like, restores uh, honor to, like, the great-great-grandfather songwriter. And he can play music. And everyone's more happy. So, anyway. Yeah. The twist. Yeah. The twist was crazy. Well, this is something that just, like, I was realizing that... I think I may have mentioned this in another episode, how it's really important that... If you, like, are going to complicate the plot and introduce more of these problems, like, throughout the um, movie, such as the case with this person who we thought was the hero, but he ends up being yeah. the villain, like, two-thirds into the movie, we, when we learn that, that's, like, the newest problem, and it ends up being, like, the kind of first one solved. And so it's kind of like this idea that you need to, if you're going to introduce multiple problems, they have to be solved in, like, the reverse order that they're introduced. Wow, that's an interesting observation. Mm -hmm. It was just, because, so I was going to, I want to talk about, like, how I I was trying to predict what, because I just like to see if I'm right. So What like, did you predict? I predicted, but they they led you to this, like, expecting that the the picture ripped off was the hero. Yeah. He was worshiping. I loved the like, picture being ripped off. Yeah, that was good. But, like, they lead you to believe it's this pop star. Right. Like, whatever. De La Cruz. De La Cruz, yeah. We think it's him. But, like, I feel like I caught that really early. Even though I, it's still obvious. I think, like, that face could be anybody. Well, once I saw a ripped-off face and a dad, a musician that abandoned, and then I see that there's this famous guy mm. that looks kind of similar, mm. that's when I was like, oh, these have to be the same person. Because mm -hmm. it's kid thing. Because that's simple. Right. But then the, what makes Pixar great is they plot twist it at the end. Mm. And I, the, the thing I kind of predicted, I was like... When I saw that guy trying to disguise himself to get past the border, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think this guy is De La Cruz that maybe just fell downwards in this world or something. So I, I thought he would be important in that way, but I was wrong about mm -hmm. that. He was a random other guy that ended up being the actual great-great-grandfather. Yeah. But that was a scary moment to think, like, the protagonist has a murder great 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 Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that was a scary few minutes. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. That was dark. And this guy... I think that was dark yeah. for Pixar and Disney. Yeah, I was like so surprised <laughs> that they were going with it. Because like when they introduced the poisoning idea, I was like, oh, ha ha ha, it's just like a joke. He's acknowledging he could have been poisoned. Uh -huh. But wait, no. No, that's no. what happened. <laughs> he was poisoned. I was so shook. 
Oh my god. <laughs> and that's such an archaic like move, like an ancient like yeah, storytelling move. Like Hamlet. Exactly. <laughs> Just like well the sometimes the heroes lose. <sighs> that was so scary. That's when I started being suspicious, like, no, a Disney protagonist can't have a murder or a murder great 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 grandfather. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. And he kicks them off he kicks the boy off the ledge. Yeah. <laughs> at the end, just on live television. That's true. He didn't know it was live. <laughs> but, yeah, that's fucked up. And it's supposed to be his own blood, but I guess he knew it wasn't. So maybe that's why he didn't feel that bad about it. Right. That he's not actual family. That, that was crazy. What a twist. I commend them for keeping us on our toes. Yeah. Absolutely. And they kept us on our toes all the way to the end, up until when Coco finally hears the song and her memory comes back. And I, you know, talking about that, I think it speaks to, so I've heard the music teachers, uh, especially in the last year, uh, about a year ago, I think they were excited about this new study that had come out about music's effects on dementia and how it was used to like reach patients that had otherwise kind of checked out of their realities and um, their memories have faded. Wow. And like Alzheimer's. That makes a lot of sense that Mm -hmm. this would trigger her Mm -hmm. positively. Yeah, that that was awesome. I I, I was crying so hard and it was so hard. I had to like really, when you have to like focus so hard on not crying because you're in public. But, yeah, I cried in so many parts. It was too real, like, the family, and I literally, in the grandma scene where she finds him on the on the street, mm-hmm. she, like, my grandma did that to me because I was sneaking off to the store to buy stuff. Mm. And I was, How old were you? I was about five or Whoa. four. Yeah, in Mexico, and, yeah. And I would sneak... I would steal money from my house and then go to the store, sneak out, and buy a bunch of snacks and <laughs> bring them back. <laughs> and one time, the stupid neighbor, Chismosa, went and told my grandma. And my grandma came out with her hands on her hips, like, just storming down to the store. And I asked the, this clerk, because he was my friend, we called him the bald guy. <laughs> El pelon. <laughs> And he he hit us under the counter, <laughs> but my grandma found us anyway behind the counter, and we got in a lot of trouble just because of a nosy ass neighbor. And so yeah, in the movie when the grandma was storming towards him, it was like I have that exact memory. <laughs> that is so interesting. Except I was buying snacks, not like artsy guitars. <laughs> he was just out there trying to shine shoes. It's true. Like he was doing his part. He's like, maybe I don't. I'm not good in the factory, but I can at least shine them and get closer to the market square. <laughs> Where I can my dreams come true. I can seize don't my do, moment. Don't do a weird accent. I'm oh, sorry. But what was the seizing moment all about? Well, he seized his moment and poisoned the guy. It's true. So it was like a. He controlled his destiny. He took, like, yeah. He didn't have a spirit guide. No. That was so cute. Oh, my God. I died of that. That the cat. Oh. It just shows perfectly, like, on the inside how much more superior cats are. Oh, my gosh. In my opinion. 
The tiger dragon? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What like, was the tiger dragon's name? I don't know, but it was beautiful. It was my favorite character. <laughs> I mean, what's better than a cat with wings? Nothing, literally. <laughs> and you can ride it. It's like a big one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's just amazing. Like That's so true. I, I was just like... It looked like my cat, my cat Gato, which, yeah, the, her name is Cat. <laughs> we wanted to talk about, I thought it was so clever, the border thing mm. and the bridge thing. Mm -hmm. It's totally Well, like, real. What, what was the orange leaves all about? Was that any significance? Well, I think it's tradition, I guess, because, so, like... Like the autumn leaves you're supposed to sprinkle or something? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, these traditions, I'm familiar with them, but, like, a lot of where I'm from and, like, the border is is pretty Americanized and that kind of stuff is really traditional. Mm. So, like, I didn't experience it myself mm. too much in my household just because we didn't really celebrate a lot of the holiday. But I wish we did because it's really cool. I remember celebrating at school, mm. like... At school is where I learned about it. But I'm guessing, like, that was... I'm glad I saw this movie and I could see more about that tradition. But I'm guessing it's tradition to lay these types of petals mm. to make the path. I thought it was so cool. It made me <coughs> just think about how you're using your resources around you and how, excuse me, how beautiful it is to, like, pull from nature and scatter about, you know, this season of shedding. Mm-hmm. In order to sort of like symbolize this, I guess, like bridge to the afterlife or mm -hmm. something. Yeah, that's that's really deep. <laughs> I like that. No, that's so true. Yeah, that's a, a good comparison. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like it was, it was so cute how I was like, that's what how the bridge is in the border. I'm from a border mm -hmm. town, so like you talk, Which, oh, yeah. you talk about the bridge all the time. Like it's, you go back and forth and... You had to tell them, show your visa or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so in this one, they had these scanners. That, that was so clever. It, they, they, they face detected you. Yeah. Your skull. It was like your skull right. <laughs> makeup. And if you matched a photograph, it's like kind of like how Facebook does this like face detection <laughs> stuff. Technology, but it's like true. It's like to think about how this technology does exist. And so it makes us <laughs> believe it. And they, yeah, match you up to the photo. And then, of mm -hmm. course, the one person who doesn't have the photo is, like, the most important character yeah, in the course. movie. Wow. No, yeah, it's just so clever. Like, yeah. it's so Pixar. At first, I thought he was, like, you know, you know who he reminded me of? Who? The character Jack Sparrow, kind who? of. Jack oh, Sparrow. from Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, I've never seen that. What? I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know, I know. I missed that train. And, and, and. Delaney calls me and says that she's seen everything. She's I... lost things to watch. Oh. <laughs> well, like, reality shows. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Gotta watch Pirates of the Caribbean. We have to watch Maybe. that. We have Maybe. to watch it. it so, so he, now he reminded me of the Donnie Depp character. Right. I know who Jack Sparrow is. Oh, okay, cool. He That's... had a lot of cultural impact. <laughs> <laughs> that he did. <laughs> That's cool. You're like a testament of that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> What, why were you mentioning that Because he reminded me of the father character of his great-great-great-great-grandfather. Oh, got it. Yeah, that yeah. Kid passed the border. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Yeah, he was rugged. Yeah, he, he actually looked a lot like 
the anime One Piece. I feel like that was his costume. Mm. I, I no time to explain. Okay. Anime things, but he had like a similar hat. <laughs> I think. But yeah, I love the bridge thing. I I related. I related. I'm a Laredo girl. Those bridges were beautiful. Like the concept oh, yeah. of walking Thank over you. petals that are like falling slowly. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was nice. just beautiful. And I loved how, like, the light, there was just, like, this emitting light yeah. from underneath them, and it would glow whenever they pressed through them. Mm -hmm. Did you notice, actually, when the... We should figure out what this guy's name is. The, Hector. 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 Yeah. When Hector was trying to escape uh, through the cops and security, um, when he was trying to walk on the bridge, he just, like, he didn't glow underneath it. He just, mm -hmm. like... He, like, sunk through sunk, it. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm thinking, like, thinking about how it's interesting how, like, that bridge only serves, like, those who are actually represented. Yeah. Like, who are verified background checks. Yeah. Like, real borders. It's oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you definitely can't go through without your papers. Oh, that's it's too good. It's so good. No, and yeah, th those scenes were, like, the most beautiful. Those are the ones that they spoiled at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but they were beautiful. It was the lighting and all that in this movie was key. They got, like, all the colors so right. Mm -hmm. that. I mean, it was so realistic and so mm -hmm. many... Just, like, the entire movie was incredibly realistic. Mm-hmm. I want you to see the Book of Life. That's mm. really good. But whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to point out... Well, I, I'm sure a lot of Hispanics noticed, but there are so many, like, celebrity cameos. Mm. And I want to go back and look them up because... Including Luis Valdez. Well, no, I didn't mean in the in the voices. Oh. But, sure. <laughs> no, yeah. The, I just mean, like... Like, the, the dead people, a lot of them were famous celebrities oh, that had died. Right. Yeah. And if you're Mexican, I mean, obviously, Frida Kahlo was so big. I just think it's kind of hilarious that she's so commercialized, like, lately. Or, like, Frida? This, this past year or two. Yeah. You know what? Can I say something? she hated that, right? She what? was, like, so against that. Pretty much. I like, mean, yeah. I just think she would hate this. <laughs> like, all of this. Not this movie, just all... What's happened to her reputation. Her image, yeah. yeah. Interesting. But that's kind of a side note. Well, like, it's so funny because in my art history class that I am camera operator for on campus, mm -hmm. the... One of... The, he's, like, the lead technical uh, manager, I guess, guy on set. And we were about to do the art history course, and there was a slide of Frida Kahlo on the pre-slides. And we heard him... Like, we were talking about Frida Kahlo and, like, how much we loved her and such. And the, he goes, who's that? Who? Free, the, um, like, kind of lead technical director oh, uh -huh. guy. And we were just, like, all shocked that he didn't know who Lee Frida Kahlo was. And it was even that much more hilarious when the art professor on the screen as she was lecturing live to this giant online class goes, like, and, eh, of course, this brings us to Frida Kahlo, which, if you don't know who this is by now... He must have been living under the rock for the last... And it was just really ironic that wow. we had said, like, how could you not know? And then the professor just rubs it in. I mean, yeah. she She's very well known now in these past few years. like, But I don't, I don't think she'd approve. Mm. But I don't know enough about her. Mm. But I feel like she was so... But, like, true. This is a cactus. So, so this is me. Do you think it's too obvious? <laughs> yeah, so she became kind of a parody. But that is funny. Whatever. She... Died a while back. <laughs> uh, I also saw this very famous comedian called Cantinflas mm. in Mexico. Like he's like the the black and white film comedy guy. Like 
Charlie Chaplin? Yeah. I guess Ish. kind of our, our version of that. Okay. Like that level of fame. Yeah. And like old timey comedy. Legacy. Yeah. I think maybe someone a little more recent. Okay. Charlie Chaplin. Like whoever the next Charlie Chaplin was. John Wayne. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Good. good. <laughs> Did you have anything else about your opinion? Because I was going to move on to talking about the Olaf short a little bit. Oh. But yeah. What happened with that? Okay. You want to you wanna get there? Okay, so this is our no, no, dun, 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 controversies unit. <laughs> That's true. Um, so we were lucky enough since we were really... Lucky enough. We're really late seeing this movie. We're so busy. I mean, gosh, you know, this goes out... This no. one's for all of you out there who had a super busy December because uh, we understand. We no, I, I was avoiding it because of the kids, not no. because I was busy. I was busy. Okay. Yeah, you, you were busy. <laughs> but I hijacked that one. Yeah, no. So, the Olaf short ended up only running for the first two weeks that it was out, or three weeks, I think. And when Disney said this, that it wasn't going to air anymore, they were like, and this wasn't because, this was planned all along, that we it would stop running after this time. Mm. Because it was longer, or they were just testing, I don't know what, but they were like, Oh, we planned this all along to cut it out. But a lot of people think that... They influenced... Yeah, like, the public opinion was so... Like, it was super viral. The social right? media response yeah, to, to this action. So what was it? What what had happened? Well, so it turned out that there was, like, a 25-minute uh, short, animated short before Coco. And that's Coco. so long. Very long. That's not a short. I mean, it's short, but Yeah, it's not but like... normally they're 5 to 10 minutes, yeah. Pixar shorts. So this one was like 25 minutes or something, and it was all about just Olaf, who is like, a lot of people, I, I think he's controversial, <laughs> a lot of people don't like him, a lot of people like him, but then you can't handle too much dose of Olaf, you know? Like, he's a pretty silly character in Frozen, so. Well, he's, unfortunately, he's a little slow, or like. Yeah, he's just kind of dumb and kind of annoying. So, obnoxious. Yeah. So I, I feel like if it would have been about like the princesses, maybe would have. Reminds been... me of like Pee Wee Herman. I don't. I don't. That's American. It is. He's a very obnoxious American pop cultural. You don't human. like him though. I don't. A lot of people like him. I mean, I was like, I think, right? I actually, yeah, I think he's stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just he's he's dumb. That's yeah. fine. He's rude. The character Pee Wee Herman is rude. Oh. Olaf is at least sweet and sincere. Eh. He's annoying, though. Exactly. Anyway, so there, there are just He's so like many... He's like Harry and Ron in the books. <laughs> what? How they're annoying. How they're never listening to Hermione. Oh, right. No. What? <laughs> Bad comparison. Cut this part out. So there, there was a lot of memes and or like viral tweets about this. They were like, oh, they made a 25-minute short because they know Mexicans are always late. What? Which is true. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> you think that that's why? No, no, no. That was just like a funny meme or tweet that went around. Oh, wow. Like, oh, they know Mexicans. And it's true. Yeah, I, I can I can say it. And it was, I think it was like a Mexican person that said that, obviously. And like, there was another one that was like, oh, we Hispanics can't have anything without white people exerting <laughs> their power at the beginning. <laughs> Lots of those. But they were funnier. They were like funnily worded <laughs> there's a lot of that but a lot like it was viral that's wild i, yeah. I never knew yeah i <laughs> you didn't i don't know how 
Yeah, people were pissed. Yeah, I didn't hear about it. I didn't hear about this whole Olaf controversy until right before we were going. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank God we don't have to see the Olaf shore. And she was, he was like, what? I was all worried about being late. But then, of course, <laughs> Lenny is a genius. And she she said the movie started ten minutes before it actually started and made me rush to get there. It worked. He was rushing. I was. I was chill. I knew. <laughs> and I was all worried. Yeah. But I, I told him about Olaf. We were lucky. I think we're, we didn't miss out. I don't have FOMO. I'm good. Olaf is annoying. And I trust all my friends that told me it was bad. Yeah, cause, and it sucks because I love Pixar shorts. That's one of my favorite. I love animated shorts. But it shorts. also makes sense because Olaf is not technically part of the Pixar family. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, I want my Pixar short. Yeah. Because those are amazing. That's right. They totally, we didn't have a Pixar short at all. This yeah. is like, oh my god. This is just promotion for Frozen 2. They replaced the short with a documentary instead. About Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> no less. No. It wasn't a doc. It was about... Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> that spoilery... Behind the scenes, yeah. I, I miss my short. Animated shorts are, I think, my favorite. Disney, if you're listening, yeah. Pixar, if you're listening, what the heck? Where is your short? What the heck? You make such good ones. They always want say you want us to come to the sequels, Wait. the end of oh, Pen- in- Incredibles 2. Oscar noms aren't out yet, right? No. Okay, because I want to know but if... Golden Globe noms are. No, but no. Nah. Oscar <laughs> animated shorts is my category. And that's the only category I care about. I only care about the short doc category. No way. You care about I'm just kidding. I think Best Actor is my favorite. Oh, okay. I care about animated short. Best animated short. And I always go see all of them. And there's always a Pixar one. And I'm wondering if this year there's even going to be a Pixar one. Because, well, there was one that came out called Lou. It was, I saw it at South By. It's probably nominated. Hmm. Pixar always sweeps, but there's so many good ones Pixar does always sweep. Yeah. I mean, they deserve it. I hope Coco wins. I'm sure it'll get nominated for yeah, and I hope feature it, animation. Well, so this is something that I was thinking about, and I don't know if you have other points per se, but, like, I was thinking about how, I mean, okay, this is not fair. I want to preface this with this is very biased, because I haven't watched many other um, animated movies from other animation studios other than Disney and Pixar's but um the quality of this is just it's unlike any others yeah. that I've no, ever it'll, experienced. No it'll for sure it needs to get a feature animated feature yeah but oh what was I gonna say oh the other animated feature that we saw was Loving Vincent and I, I'm oh. wondering if that'll take it. Interesting. Loving Vincent is like made all every frame is a painting in Van Gogh's. What would you vote? What if they split the vote and some random ass other one wins? No. I, I don't know. That's really hard. I really loved Loving Vincent. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. But Coco is really good. I mean I'm sure it'll it'll win. It has gotta. It was fantastic. It pulled at my feelings of family so much and also questions of my identity made me ask myself what are my traditions what is it that my family likes and you know how much of that is selfish for wanting to try to follow my own dream that I maybe don't even have a direction for but it's just trying to kind of chase one little clue at a time to Mm -hmm. get there I mean that's very much what I feel like my personal life and narrative is all about and now I find myself definitely this year as we come up to Christmas <laughs> questioning you know and, and reflecting on my family and what their values are and who, what my history is so that I'm 
better informed for the life that I want to leave behind, the legacy that I want to be remembered. Yeah. I, I super related to it. And the dream and being artistic. Ugh, it hurts. Right. I cried like ten times, literally. Rather like than they a shoemaker? Would, they you don't would, want to be a shoemaker, Zelina? No. I literally, a family of engineers. It's my family. And it's my dumb dad side, like, same thing here, that is the artistic side. But they're assholes. Well, this one, I guess, he was still an asshole. He still left. But he he, 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 he tried to come back. But anyway, I just related so much to that. Because the asshole side is the artistic side. Mm -hmm. And all the engineers are the, the side Reasonable. That, yeah, the side that loves you and protects you. And I was like... No, I, I, I'm not good at engineering. <laughs> but you have to be artistic to be a shoemaker, don't you? Well, yeah, I just meant, like, practical versus creative. We talk about, in um, American history at least, how shoemaking was a very, like, important occupation in the early founding years of America, the United States of America, uh, especially pre-Revolutionary pre War and Revolutionary War era, because shoemaking was this skill this trade this craftsmanship well, yeah that, no shoemaking like, is very intense yeah cool. but that that like you know low income or like no low skilled low educated no back you know background in those things they could take up shoemaking or how like it was very much tied to class and mm. how you're a particular class in society if you're a shoemaker and so to look at like you know, what that means for this family being modest and then, like, comparing it to the class that this musician ends up becoming mm -hmm. and what He's he represents. Bougie. He's so bougie. Oh my <laughs> he has all these chihuahua spirit guides. <laughs> that was so funny. It just had so much cleverness all throughout. Just, like, clever little things. Like, Pixar always, like... They think about it They're thoroughly. so clever with their worlds, like, just... All, like, the systems and mm -hmm. how it parallels our... Yeah, they really, like, break down the society. And, <laughs> and it's weird how they, like, die again. So it raises the stakes. The final death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Like, oh, they're dead, but they can die again because we're Pixar and we're cute. <laughs> and they can fade away from the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> That's so... That, but that it fit very well with, like, the Day of the Dead sort of tradition. So that was a cute thing. Oh, and that... Well, I was noticing... I think it's so funny when Disney movies are in another country. And mm -hmm. most are, but they speak English. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I think about it all the time when I see, like, you know, like, Sleeping Beauty in Germany or Frozen in Russia or wherever they are. Like, why are they speaking English? <laughs> Or Milan in China. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, like, they had to combine the languages in this script a whole lot. Yeah, I and mean, that, the was, songs. that was a cool touch that mm -hmm. they did leave a, a lot, like, all the Spanish they could and more even a little bit, like, mm -hmm. beyond just what maybe most American people know of Spanish. But, yeah, that, that was really cool of them. And that's why they got the Hispanic approval, yeah. high approval, because they really took care to like really get in the culture and mm -hmm. how we speak and lots of things that was awesome and like the personality i i one of the uncles of the kid like living he had a mexico jersey on mm -hmm. a mexico team soccer jersey mm. and it's so cute like i i have one back at home and i just recognize it instantly but it's weird to see it like in a pixar pixar content <laughs> 
Speaking of, there's a, like, this is, like, totally an, more of an American thing. Just, like, the fact that it's, like, a Pixar thing. But they have a tradition of trying to put little clues from yeah, other movies yeah. they, that are they totally, there. Yeah, they totally, I love that. And, and I think that, if I'm not mistaken, like, in every yeah. movie, there's what some reference that? to... I missed it. You, you noticed it, but I, I did. It. it was super early on and super mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, so I think that they always try to put a reference to Toy Story yeah. in every one. Because that's the first wagon? one. It's the pizza wagon. My God. And it, it was like, I it was a it. super quick, like less than, yeah. there's probably a total of like four or five frames yeah. of it like going by, so less than a second, but I definitely noticed like, <laughs> it was the wow. <laughs> little spaceship on the they top. They love putting that car in. Yeah. It's so funny. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't notice very many. I'm sure they'll catch them mm-hmm. later, but that those are always so fun to find. Yeah. It was clever how they like put it in there. Yeah. Like so quick. Yeah, it was really quick. They were just around the street. Mm-hmm. Kudos, yeah. Pixar. <laughs> One last thing. Well, we like popcorn the same way, and we just found out. It's so true. In this movie. We did. Because I have always wanted popcorn, and she's... Well, remember if we, you remember when we talked about in Titanic that... He never wanted, got to go get the popcorn because there was no intermission. So instead, I took the opportunity during the early arrival and trailers to grab one and he got popcorn well but so i've always struggled when i go to movies with people like every single time they're like oh do you want to get popcorn and i'm like but no butter because I, I hate b- butter on you guys just theater. drown it yes and then the heck? i can't handle it i feel nauseous and stuff and everyone's like what no i must have butter like i must and then i'm just like ew yeah and so I told Cameron, like, I tell everyone, like, no butter, though. And he was like, yes. And I was like, what? Like, I've never heard this before, ever. It's because my mom raised me on a diet. So I've heard it from her, but no one else. It, it was truly godsend. I've never met anybody else who <laughs> understood. It's always been my problem, too. That's insane. Like, I was like, wow. How did we not establish that? Like, I thought... We had had this conversation, and I was tr- I was ready to convince you. Well, the truth is that I think the reality is we haven't gone out to that many movies. I guess we saw yeah I, we just saw Get Out yeah I think and then Titanic and, and that was like one of our early dates. Yeah, that was a good movie. You think it'll win Best Comedy or Musical, which is where it's nominated? <laughs> I think there's a high probability. Yes, it's bullshit. It needs like to be in drama. Like, why is it so hard? Mm-hmm. Definitely drama. Like it's satirical, but still drama, in style. I think or wherever. I guess they put horror in comedy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if horror makes it onto. Anything. I don't understand because I think horror is really where we have like a lot of potential to look at. It's and it's like the one I think film genre that has not really been matured yet. And I think Stranger Things is like the right way to do horror. Mm, interesting. In the long form like that? No, I just mean like story-wise, like to be good. Like, and It. I, wasn't It super good? I mean, I suppose, I don't know. I wish I could, because there was so much hype. <laughs> we should. Oh. I just, again, like I said, I think it's a form that has a lot of potential, but we digress. I we... think It might win, maybe, something. You think so? I don't it? know. Yeah. No? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I Has don't it been know. nominated for something? I don't know. We're really getting I off know. <laughs> topic. I'm sorry. No, that's my fault. No, I just... Coco's gonna win, though. We know. 
Yes. It's, we're predicting Best it Best animated now. feature. Yeah, at the Oscars. Even though I'll, I'll also root for Loving Vincent. Right. Because I'm faithful. That movie is great if you get a chance to see it. I think it's going to be released soon on iTunes. Well, as always, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Zeleni and Cameron's High Key Book Club. <laughs>